Welcome to Hunger Talks, a podcast by Hunger Walkathon West Crop Walk. I'm your host, Marty Calcimero. Today, we're joined by Mary Catherine Hines. Uh, but rather than me tell you her bio, I'd rather ask her to introduce yourself and your role at Church World Service. Great. Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, I am a global humanitarian. My whole life been uh, very passionate about helping those throughout the world have the same opportunities that I've been given. Uh, so opportunities to fulfill their dreams. And I'm a champion for the uh, vulnerable and uh, hunger fighter uh, at my core. I've been with Church World Service for more than 17 years and feel very blessed that every day I get to work to make the world a better place, working alongside volunteers and donors. And I've seen some of the impact of those Crop Hunger Walks and those folks who support CWS have visited our programs in uh, Eastern Europe, in Asia, in South America, and I'm just so grateful that every day I get to do what I can to make the world a better place. And you're involved in your local community, uh, Crop Walk, are you not? That's right. Yeah, I um, I am on I'm one of the lead recruiters for the Greater Triangle Area Crop Hunger Walk in Raleigh, North Carolina. And also I participate on the planning team for the Crop Hunger Walk in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, where I went to college. So I have a fondness for both communities, one's in the spring and one's in the fall. So I do both of those Crop Hunger Walks. So you do a lot of walking. That's good. I do. <laughs> yes. So you are involved in the Ration Challenge this year. Uh, this year, the Ration Challenge will be held from Sunday, June 13th through Saturday, June 19th. As stated on the CWS website, conflict and disaster affected communities around the world are among the most impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. A hand up, not a handout, is what the challenge is about. Please tell us about the challenge and how it came into being. Yeah, so the Ration Challenge started seven years ago when two Australian aid workers visited a refugee camp in Thailand, and they saw the meager rations that are provided to the refugees in those camps. Uh, They were convinced that if people in Australia and the rest of the world could understand what it was like for refugees and to to experience a small glimpse of what that was like, that they would want to do more, more to help those who are in camps and more to welcome those who are being resettled. And so they said, let's let's try to eat the same rations as this refugee for a week. Let's raise awareness and funds and see if people will um, will, will have a a growing compassion for refugees. And it worked. Uh, There were about 100 that first year. And now we have had more than 99,000 people throughout the world participate in the Ration Challenge. Uh, In the last 17 years, we've raised over 14 million to provide not only emergency food rations, but also permanent solutions to hunger, community gardens, um, chicken raising in the camps, small business loans, uh, so that uh, refugees can do handicrafts to make an additional income. So, The challenge is a global challenge. There are participants in the UK, in Australia, and now for our second year here in the United States, we have the ration challenge where um, Americans can spend one week eating the same rations as a refugee living in a camp in Jordan. The, The idea is that 
it's a small glimpse of one aspect of the refugee experience that we spend one week just eating the same rations, the exact same rations as a small amount of rice, dried lentils, dried chickpeas, um, kidney beans, sardines, unless you're vegetarian, then you can substitute tofu, um, three cups of flour and some oil. And that's all you have to eat for the week. It's only one component of the refugee experience, but it's a first step into gaining a deeper awareness and appreciation for what they're going through so that we can raise awareness, build compassion, but also raise funds to help provide more than that. I was really taken aback by the video you produced, which is on YouTube, and a link to it will be in our show notes, which I found to be very profound. How did you come up with the idea for the video? And would you describe what that's about? Sure. So um, we did a food truck takeover um, and food trucks. This was done in 2019 before the pandemic. Uh, and, you know, food trucks were, were are very popular still. And we thought it would be a great way to launch the challenge if we could, could um, kind of take over this food truck and surprise people with um, with a refugee ration instead of the food that they ordered. So we had a wonderful food truck owner who is Salvadoran and uh, very passionate about the issue of, of immigration and refugee resettlement. And so she offered us her food truck. And so as people came to the truck and ordered their pupusas, which is a traditional di- Salvadoran dish, They would order their pupusas and then wait. And then when we called them up for their order, instead of giving them the food they had ordered, we handed them a sample Syrian meal that would be served in a refugee camp. So a small amount of rice with some sardines on top. And Um, what was the reaction? (laughs) They were, uh, they were very surprised, very shocked, said, where's my food? What is this? Um, and so we explained that what they were getting um, was actually what a Syrian refugee would have in a camp and explained that many refugees are in these camps for for decades, is an average 17 years stuck in a camp eating meager rations. We did give them the food that they ordered. We, we followed up with their actual food. And many of them, many of the people we had uh, surprised said how um, powerful it was to look at their food next to these food rations and to see how we have so much when people in other parts of the world are at the mercy of such meager food and that they wanted to do more. And it was a great way for us to start uh, the conversation because that's part of what the ration challenge is about. It's about having conversations Uh, deepening people's understanding of the refugee experience and then offering them the opportunity to do something about it by signing up to take the ration challenge and to do that for a week. Um, It was a great, it was a great takeover. Everybody, people were surprised and a little miffed at first, but then uh, once they understood what we were doing, they were much, uh, they were very supportive. Thank you. And when you think about the challenge and your personal engagement, and taking a whole week to eat as refugees do, what thoughts come to your mind about this? You know, it was, um, I did the challenge in 2019 and it was, and I had, one of the things that we do with the challenge is just just like refugees are resilient and hardworking, uh, they can maybe work to start a community garden to add to their rations. 
we uh, mirror that resilience by offering our ration challenge participants the ability to earn extra ingredients to have during the week by fundraising. And so I had earned uh, an extra vegetable and a little extra protein, and uh, I was able to earn salt. So I had some extras, and it was still extremely difficult. The the lack of variety, the um, the only eating rice meal after meal after meal, the reduced nutrients. I was irritable and I was angry and I was tired. I had to take naps in the afternoon. And I thought, here I am struggling to get through each day. And I have a roof over my head. I haven't fled war. I have all the clean water I need at the tap. I I know my family is safe. I I have this one tiny aspect of the refugee experience and I became completely unraveled. And I, because of my work with church world service, I've had a lot of opportunities to engage with refugees, both in camps and here in the United States, refugees who've been resettled. And without fault, all of those experiences with refugees, they have been so hospitable, so kind, so patient, so giving and loving and smiling. And I think, oh my goodness, how resilient, how amazing they are that they could be so great when I have all these luxuries and just eating like that, I was just a nightmare. And so it just gave me a deeper appreciation for the strength and bravery of refugees and their um, uh, unbelievably resiliency. Um, it was a real a real eye-opener to to that part of the the refugee life and experience and a real appreciation for these new members of our community. And what has been the reaction and feedback you've received from friends and your community? It's it's really quite amazing. I, you know, I mentioned I've done the Chapel Hill crop walk and the Raleigh crop walk. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a professional fundraiser. I, I don't have the skills to build houses or dig wells. I have the skill to ask people to give and try to inspire their generosity. And I fundraise all the time for all different uh, churchful service events and stuff with my church. And I thought when the first ration challenge started, I thought, oh, you know, I have already asked so many people. And yet I raised more from that ration challenge than I have ever raised with any of my walks or any of my other fundraisers. And it really reinforced to me that there is no limit to human compassion. And it's been just really wonderful to have so many people from so many walks of parts of my life who've stepped up to say, I want to be a part of this. I want to help people who are in camps. And and we've had some really fantastic conversations. So, so many people have no, I, I mean, most of us have never been to a refugee camp. And to be able to talk about what that's like it's really opened people's eyes to what it's like globally and made them even more um, supportive of our country being welcoming to refugees as a nation as well, which I think is a really wonderful byproduct of it. That not only are we going to help people who are in camps, but we want to roll out the welcome mat for refugees who are, who are given permission to come here in the United States to, to resettle safety. Thank you. I saw another video just the other day about the ration challenge. It was a message from Fatima. And I thought that was so wonderful that she thanked everybody for their participation in helping her, her family, 
and the community that she's living in, in a camp. I love that. Yes. And Fatima is one of our refugee leaders in the camp. And that's one of the things I really appreciate about the Ration Challenge is that the, the refugee leaders in the camps are a part of building that campaign every year. We consult with them around um, what, what messages do you want us to share? Uh, how should we change the rations? You know, to ha- how have they changed for you? You know, what what are your stories that you'd like to share? And I, I think it's a wonderful opportunity for us to to elevate their voices. And and what we hear is the funds that we raise and the food that we provide and the support that we provide in the healthcare is really important. But also knowing that they're not forgotten is also an important part of the ration challenge. And particularly as we focus this year on Syrian refugees. This is the 10th anniversary of the Syrian war. And for many, it's 10 years. And what was that? And and many refugees probably feel like they've been forgotten. And to know that thousands of people want to learn more about them is a a very, um, it's a wonderful message that we've been able to to take back to those refugees in the camp, that we care, that we really are in this together with them. I know it was very profound and rewarding to see that, Mary Catherine. And uh, I'm going to put those links in our show notes, but there was also one on a production kitchen. So there's lots of videos for people to see. Also listening to this podcast, uh, what, how can they participate? Uh, it starts officially this Sunday, but how can people get involved? Sure. So you can um, register at rationchallengeusa.org. And at this point, because we're so close to Challenge Week, we'll, uh, we won't have time to send you a ration pack, but we can send you the shopping list. It, it doesn't cost, unfortunately, it's not very much food. So it doesn't cost much to source the ingredients yourself. And then we have um, a whole community that can support you and help you along the way. If you want to do it a little bit later, we also can do that. We we. We like to have everyone do it the 13th through the 19th so that on June 20th, which is World Refugee Day, we can all celebrate and eat some some re- bigger meals, maybe even a, a lovely Syrian meal with all the ingredients they would use. If you um, aren't able to participate in the Ration Challenge, you can always support someone who is. So if you go to rationchallengeusa.org slash donate, you can make a donation just to the challenge or to um, you can look and see if there's someone you know who's taking the challenge and support them. Um, and we hope that too, that you'll, uh, if you want to participate next year, that you'll just send us an email and let us know. And we'll make sure you get an invitation when the website goes up. For Thank next you. Year. So in concluding the podcast, uh, what additional message do you wish to give to the people listening to this? I think, um, you know, the, the, the ration challenge is very similar to the crop hunger walk. And I think most, a lot of your listeners are involved with the crop hunger walk. And, and I think what it is, it's about community, community coming together in solidarity. So the crop hunger walk, we say we walk because they walk. And it's a, a literal community that comes together. If it's not a pandemic, it comes together and walks side by side in solidarity with those who walk for water and, and food and to find work. The ration challenge is a, a virtual community that's coming together in solidarity to eat uh, like refugees to end hunger for them. I guess my my request of anyone listening is to continue to seek out ways to be in solidarity with those who are vulnerable in our world so that we can um, continue to raise funds and show people in need that we're here for them. Because 
we can make a difference. We can change the world. Um, there is no limit to human compassion. Um, if, if you can walk, if you can eat, if you can donate, you can help um, build a better world. So keep, keep walking, keep, keep trying, keep donating, um, keep caring. Well, thank you very much, Mary Catherine. I really appreciate you joining us today. And I want to encourage everyone listening to check out the show notes and the links that will be provided. And so wishing everybody a happy day and keep on walking. Thank you.